0: Till that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death, and the dead rose from their tomb.
1: Everyone, thanks for joining us. Come on, stand up. We're going to sing. Thanks for joining us online. We're going to lift our voice together and sing to the Lord. you guys are here and that we can worship the Lord together. And you know as I was um, prepping for this week, I was just reminded of this simple thing and, and maybe as a kid it was the first verse that you learned and maybe as an adult, uh, it's something that you also first learned or maybe you don't know it yet and that's okay. But it just talks about in John 3:16 that God loved the world so much that he gave his son and, and I think about the love that I have for my child. And uh, for those of you that have loved ones, you understand that as well. Just no matter who it is, you have this intense love. And uh, and I think about that as um, God just gave his son. And I equate that love to the love that the father has for you. And I know that that's true. But I was just reminded that um, the father wants a relationship with us. So much that he that he gave his son, and I think sometimes our natural reaction is, uh, at least for me, is when something tough comes up, I wanna I wanna push everything away, and the Father wants to draw you in, wants to draw you near, and wants a relationship with you. And so, man, I just found so much comfort in this week, uh, just declaring what I know is true, and just like such a simple and profound truth of the Bible. Would you sing it with me? For
0: God's own love.
1: The world
0: that He gave
1: us, His one and
0: only Son to save us. Whoever believes in Him will live forever. The power of hell, now it is well. I'm walking in freedom for God so loved. God so
1: you for that truth, that we can sing of your goodness, that we can sing of your love, that we can just sing of the hope that you've given us. Father, we love you and we, we praise you. And In this place we sing, in Jesus' name. Sing one more
0: time.
2: our great God. What a great God we serve. Amen. You may be seated, please. I'll tell you what, you love to sing about God. Have you ever noticed that? The songs that are directed more towards God about his character, you guys scream them. Can we thank God for that today? Uh, Thank God. Thanks be to God. Today, just a few announcements. We're thankful for all that God is doing. He's moving and he's doing great things in the church already. 2021. I want to encourage you. Please get your 2021 books out, out there, the prayer journals, and uh, and meet with God for 21 minutes a day for the next 21 days. If you say I haven't started yet, I want to encourage you. Grab it and start today. Maybe you set out last week though, and you said I did it twice. Well, it's okay. Let's keep going. Let's let's get moving in the right direction. 21 days is what it takes to make a new habit. We're going to talk more about that today. I want to encourage you with, uh, with, with the, just a few announcements here. Next Steps class is coming up. Uh, we're having that on January the 31st. That's Sunday, right after church. If that is you, you'd say I'd like to be a part of that. Next steps is where we tell you how the, that you can get involved more in the church, how to be a common member of the church, and and so much more. We talk about the mission, vision, and values of the church at that meeting. So that uh, we just ask you to sign up for that. You can go to the church website to sign up for that, or you can stop by the welcome center and sign up for that as well. And then uh, next Sunday. Uh, january seventeenth we 're going to be having our baby dedication. If you have a baby that you would like to dedicate to the Lord, we will be doing that next sunday we 're thankful that we have that opportunity to be able to do that again that 's coming up quickly here so if that 's you, go to the church website, sign up, contact the office, or stop by the welcome center. We will make sure that you 're able to do that. I just had to share this with you We had uh, you know during pandemic, people have been kind of laying low and I was out and about, and one of our young families, they uh, they had went the, were making a run to the grocery store or something like that. And, and I happened to ran, run into the husband in the, in the store, and, and he said, well, come out to the car. We got our, our baby out there, and uh, we all had masks on. The, the mom and dad had a mask on, and, and, and they asked me, they said, would you dedicate our baby right here in the parking lot? And so we did that, and we're going to do it again in here whenever they feel comfortable. But can we thank God for that? My first parking lot dedication, right? Obviously, that was when it was warm out, okay? We don't do parking lot dedications when it's cold, only when it's warm. But anyhow, we, uh, we're thankful for that. That was out at a grocery store, and they were just like, man, we just miss being there. And I know that they are faithful and watching online, so we're, we're so thankful for these young families. And then uh, also, I want to encourage you today with our birthday gift to Jesus. You know, we set the goal at $90,000, and I just want to share with you what God has done. He's done exceedingly abundantly above what we could ask or think. He has given, through the gifts of his people here at Crossroads, $137,000. Isn't that exciting? What God can do. So. I'll tell you what, every year when we come to that and we say this is our focus, this is our mission, um, we, we set that up and we say, okay, Lord, this has got to be about you because we don't know what to do. This is your time of year. This is, uh, this is your, your, everything about you, Lord. We're trying to make this about you. And uh, with the pandemic, even as we were getting ready, we're like, well, we, we just don't know. And so we did this, and uh, God has been so faithful, and he does. He just loves to take care of his people, and he loves to use you to do it. So I'm going to encourage you, if you still want to give to that, you can still give to the birthday gift of Jesus offering just designated as such. You can give on the walls, in the, the, the offering box on the wall, online or through the mail. So we want to thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving to the, to the church. Your, tithes and offerings have been just incredible, and, uh, and our birthday to gift to Jesus on top of that, just an, an incredible move of God, and uh, let, let, let's, I want to just show you a couple of these pictures here, this is Scott and Jenny Phillips, I want to go to the next picture there, you'll see them in, out there doing the work with the people, mm-hmm. and that really characterizes for me what, what this is all about, we're, we're about spreading the gospel around the world. People are coming to know Christ all over the world because of your faithfulness and your generosity So God and your sacrifice. So God has been so good. And I want you to think about that. I want you to think about this today, you know, in Ecuador. Wednesday was a rough day in the United States, wasn't it? And um, I'm sitting in my office. I'm having a meeting, and I'm all of a sudden I get this text, and it's, it's from, from our friends Daniel and Anita Gonzalez over in Ecuador. And, and I didn't know what was going on because I was... About my father's business, okay? I was sitting there and we're talking about the things of God and I get this text and, and uh, the text comes from overseas and it's from Daniel Gonzalez. He says, Brother, what's going on in America? We are praying for you. We're praying for America. And, uh, and I just I, I didn't know yet. and So after the meeting, I pulled up, pulled up and found out what was going on and, and I just said, you know what? Lord, be with our country. But I was just so thankful that through our network of missionaries, that we have a family that is global and god is doing some powerful things and so whenever i see you know uh uh, something going on in there i try to get a hold of them about their volcanoes and different things that they've had going on and and they see things happening in our life and they they contact us but uh the the family of god is big it's bigger than any country bigger than any government and it's so i'm just so thankful to be a part of it aren't you so I want to say thank you. Let's, let's offer praise to our God, $137,000 though. And then I'd like to offer sympathy today to the Turco family. Rich Turco passed away. Rich was a faithful part of our church for the last five years. Um, you know Frank, his brother Frank, his, bro- his sister Gus and Jenny that come here. They uh, they've been Turkels have been an incredible part of our church. They're just they're just some of the most faithful people. I'll tell you how I remember uh, Rich. Rich would always on his way out the door. He was a tall guy, and uh, hard worker. He'd come up with the Wednesday work crew and help with the Wednesday work crew. And I think he was 85 if I'm not mistaken when he passed this week. But he would come out the door and and he would he'd walk out and he had a he liked to give you a word and he gave me this Russian word all the time. sagatiating telubriously. I don't know what it means. I think it means like, hey, everything's good or something like that, okay? But he would tell me that every week, and we'd just have some fun with that. And uh, I'll tell you what, Rich came to know the Lord. He's a follower of Christ, and now he's in his presence. So I, I want to encourage you, if you know the Turco, send them a card. Send them a word of encouragement and just encourage the Turco family. They are great people, been so faithful for so many years in the church here. And we we uh, we, we grieve with them this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, shall we? And let's just worship our God. Father God, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for all that you're doing, God. You're moving in so many ways. God, we uh, we just thank you for the the way that you've moved in the birthday gift of Jesus offering, Lord. You've been so good to us. God, we, we offer praise. We thank you, Lord. We we know that that is bigger than who we are. We just can't even comprehend it. So, Lord, we uh, we just know that you're at work and you've blessed your people and you're, you've you've opened their hearts to bless you. And as you're and you're you are receiving these blessings and blessing around the world, God. So, Lord, as we think of those kids in Haiti that are going to be receiving meals because of the faithfulness of. What you're doing here in crossroads lord i i thank you for that for the kids in ecuador for the team in ecuador that's going to go out and win more and more people to jesus christ for the people in czechoslovakia for the people in china for the people in israel god all over this globe we have our small part in your great work and we thank you that you've chosen to include us god i thank you for the faithful giving of your people lord As they give to you over and over and over, Lord, they are faithful because you've been faithful, Lord. And truly, God, as we sing that this morning, you are a good, good father. You are a good, Lord. God, you have been faithful. And we are thrilled to be called your children. God, be with our church as we navigate 2021. In your name we pray. Encourage you if you haven't gotten the 21 day prayer journal yet to grab one on your way out. If you're watching online with us and you'd like one, please send an email to office at CRSMIN.com. Um, they'll put that up right now in the in the notes there. But I want to encourage you, send a request and we will send it out. We sent these out this week. I heard one of them was a request all the way from the state of Washington. Can you believe that? So um, our online presence is uh, all over the world. So we're thankful for that opportunity, and I want to encourage you to, uh, to be a part of this. And basically, all we're asking you to do is take 21 minutes a day for 21 days as you start 2021. Put the timer on and meet with God and just sit there, and this is just a place for you to write your prayers. And write a few notes about your prayers. And so um, it's it's not hard, but I'll tell you what, it is so rewarding when you say, All right, God, I'm going to make an appointment with you, and I'm going to keep it. So that's my encouragement to you as we begin 2021. We, uh, we're we ge- giving you some, some thoughts here on prayer and how to pray. As a matter of fact, when the disciples uh, came to Jesus, they had watched everything about Jesus' life, and they said, Hey, we want you to teach us how to pray. I mean, of all the things that they taught, that Jesus that that he did, and they watched, they said, "Teach us how to pray." And I've told you before that I would have been like, "Hey, could you teach me that miracle thing? Could you teach me that water into wine deal? Could Could you imagine if we if we did that here? We said, "Hey, next week, bring a gallon jug. We're going to turn water into wine." You know, Uh, there would be no more pandemic. People would be lined up. You know what I mean? There would be nothing to worry about. Um, Listen, it's like. Uh, the, the miracles that Jesus did were incredible, and He did all kind of incredible things. He touched a leper and, and He healed him. And, and I would be enthralled with all that, but the most important thing that they were, that they came and they asked Jesus, they said, teach us to pray. Jesus would get up and He would slip away at, at uh, early hours. I want you to remember this was a group of teenage guys the disciples were like between the ages of 14 to 18 they were they were young adults young men and they're they're going out and uh, they're they're god's called them to be his disciples but they're still young guys you know what happens when you get a bunch of young guys together it's a little crazy isn't it you know i was uh, i was hanging out with hunter yesterday and my nephew he's uh, 16 and and i told him i said hey you're like a disciple of jesus man you can do this this isn't something you wait till you grow up. You start now. And, and then I had a flashback. And I thought, man, you know how those 16-year-old guys can be 16-year-old guys? That's what they were. They were a bunch, bunch of guys that were hanging out, and they're following Jesus. And catch the picture with me. Here's these guys. They're hanging out with Jesus, and they're, they're, you know, probably a little bit of horsing around, a little bit of fun, all kind of different things. And then all of a sudden, Jesus gets up while they're half asleep, and he goes away to pray. And, and they find out that there's something really different. And every time that Jesus gets up and he goes away to pray, and any time they ever heard him pray, it was so different than anything that they had ever heard. And so we've been going through Luke chapter 11, because in verse 1, they came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us, Lord, teach us to pray. And so he, can, he, he helps them to pray. He says in Luke chapter 11, verse 2, he says, when you pray, say it like this. Say this, our Father... Which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So so last week we talked about our Father. This is a personal connection. He says, When you pray, when you talk to God, you talk to your heavenly Father. And I want you to catch it. There's another little part there that we didn't really talk about last week. It says, Our Father. It's kind of interesting. We're a family. This is the family of God. Our Father. And so uh, I want you to see the importance of other believers praying for you, praying with you. Our Father, we are the family of God. But you have a personal connection. So he says, I want you to get relationally connected to God the Father. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And put his name up when you worship him. Because not only is he your dad, but your daddy is the king. Your daddy is great. He's worthy to be praised. Your daddy is the most powerful God of the whole universe. And so the, the creator of heaven and earth, you get to call him daddy. So be relationally connected, worship his name, and then align your will with his. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'll tell you quite often, I have found that my will and God's will don't always align. Uh, many times I come to God and I want, I want God to, to do things a little differently. Don't you do that? Like, sometimes you come to Him and, and you're asking God. And what prayer does is prayer helps us to understand His will. Uh, God says to pray about everything. But when we come to Him, we are saying, Lord, I'm praying, not only do I believe that You are the God of the universe, not only do I believe that You can do this, God, I'm coming in your name because you are holy, you are just, and I'm lifting you up, but, Lord, it is your will. God, you have to align my will to yours. And so I'm asking you for these things, but I'm asking you also, Lord, to align my will with your will. Then he continues on. He says, give us this day our daily bread. And we talked about that last week, that we're to depend on God for everything. And as you're praying, I want to encourage you, ...to include these things in your prayer. As you're praying, include these that, uh, Lord, I, I come before you today and I just worship you. Thank you that you're my dad. God, thank you that, uh, that that you are the king of the universe. Hallow his name. Lift him up. Worship his name. God, I come before you and I ask you for my needs today, Lord. And and it's kind of interesting to me that he says to 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 pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray that before you get to your needs. Because quite often when we get to our needs, we don't understand the order of events. We don't understand, I want God, I think God should do this in this way. But God says, whoa, 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 hang on, I have a plan for your life. And I want to remind you that you have a plan for your life, and God has a plan for your life. And when we get those together, we want to come and we want to surrender our plan to God's plan. And God's plan is always better. It's always better. It's always bigger. It's always eternal. God has a plan for your life. So depend on God for everything. And then he continues on. This, the, the next verse here as we continue on, verse 4. Uh, he says, And forgive us our sins, as we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And so what he's telling you here today is to to forgive and be forgiven. If you're following along with the notes, it's the first thing in your notes to forgive and be forgiven. Because as we come to the Lord, he says, listen, uh, our father who art in heaven, he's telling you to forgive. Not only do you lift him up, not only do you ask for your needs, but he's saying, um, you know, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And I think that that is a little bit of a struggle at times, isn't it? Like we all want to come to God and we want to be forgiven. Everybody needs to be forgiven. But there is also this element that, that he is included. And I think that we could spend a whole series on that about forgiving others just the way that God forgave us. He's teaching them how to pray. And in his prayer he says, forgive us as we forgive others. Hmm, That's very interesting. That's why this is not really the Lord's Prayer. It's known as the Disciples' Prayer. Because the disciples are the one who are praying, right? He's teaching us how to pray. Jesus didn't have to ask for forgiveness. He's telling us, when you pray, ask for forgiveness. So forgive and be forgiven. And, and, and just how did God forgive you? He forgives you unconditionally. He forgives you without limit. He forgives you. He forgives you. He forgives you. And God says, listen, when you come before me, you ask for forgiveness. And by the way. Remember, that's how you're to forgive other people. First John 1.9 is one of my favorite verses out of all the Bible. I love so many verses. I think I have about 100 favorite verses, right? Um, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, catch this with me. Because when... When Jesus died on the cross, he paid for your sin. All of your sin was paid once for all forever. It is finished. Tetelestai, it is over. He's paid in full. And then he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. And what this is, this is a relationship. And so your sins were all paid for at the cross. Once for all forever. Your sin was paid for. It's over. However, you have a relationship with God. And I want you to liken it to like a marriage In a marriage, you have a commitment, but you still have a relationship. And so while you are committed, there's still relationship. And whenever there's an offense that comes into this relationship, actually that's in any relationship, right? Whether it's a husband and wife, a parent to child, a friend, co-worker. When there's a relationship and there's been a problem that has come up, unless we deal with the problem, the relationship dies. Okay, catch that. Unless you deal with the problem, the relationship dies. And so he's, God says here in a very relational way, if we confess, if we come before God and say the same thing. That word confess just means to say the same thing that God says about our sin. So if you come before God and say, God, I blew it. I have fallen short. I have I have missed the mark. I have fallen short of your glory. This was a, a terrible thing. I was self-reliant. I was all about myself. I had an ego. Um, I was wrong. I, uh, I I stole. I had impure thoughts, whatever. And you list out what it is before God, and you lay that at his feet. He says, if you confess and you come before him and say the same thing, God, I blew it. What does God say? Yeah, I agree. You blew it. Yes, I agree. You missed the mark. A confess means to say the same thing. That's what it means here. To say the same thing that God says about my sin. So he is faithful and he is just to forgive your sin, to restore the relationship, and to forgive you of things that you don't even know that you've done. Now I want you to think about that because in a friendship, and a relationship, this is what has to happen. You've got to clear the air. You have to clear that relationship and get the relationship moving again. And so God says, when you're praying, and I want to encourage you folks to keep a short list of sin. Don't wait a week to confess your sin. Don't wait till next Sunday on your way to church to confess your sin. Confess it every day. And as you're writing in your prayer journal, I'm going to to tell you how to do this when you're writing it down. Just do this. Write, Lord, I confess my sin to you. and, And then you confess it to him, but don't write it down. Because I don't want anybody else to see that. Okay? I, I don't write down sins. I don't, I don't say, Lord, you know, I, I was an egomaniac. I, you know why? Two things. Number one, I don't want anybody else to see that. Number two, I don't want to see it anymore. Because Jesus... Not Jesus. God said in the Old Testament, as far as the east is from the west, so I have forgiven you your sin. And if God, when you come and you confess before him and it's forgiven and it's over... Why would you want to remember that? So I write down, Lord, I confess my sin. Keep my sin list short because, listen, we sin every day and I've got to come before God. So as you're making this commitment, this is an element of prayer. Worship him for his name. Be relationally connected. Also, understand, not only are you giving him your needs. I think when most people think of prayer, they think of my needs. God, I need this. I need this. Would you do that? But there's also this relational element of it. And I want to encourage you, because as you clear that air, it is healthy for you. God has allowed confession as a gift for you. And he says he'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So from other things that you don't even know that have offended him. Like, like I know what, was, what I do and has offended him, right? Then there's other things that I didn't even realize. God says, listen, I promise to restore that friendship, to keep that going on again and again and again. And then he continues, he says, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And what's he telling us there? He's telling you to engage in spiritual warfare. There's a a big thing happening out there in your world, in my world. Every day there's a spiritual warfare. There's a spiritual warfare to see if I'm going to still follow Jesus tomorrow. There's a spiritual warfare for your children. The spiritual warfare for your neighbor, for the, for our for our church. Listen, God, uh, God is working, and there's things that we cannot see. And as you go over to uh, to Ephesians here, I have a verse in Ephesians chapter six, verse twelve. He says this: For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The struggle, you, you say, man, why am I having a tough time at certain things? Well, because there's an unseen battle. And it's not the things that you can see. It's not the flesh and blood. It's not the job that, that, that you didn't get. It's, it, it's bigger than that. Listen, it is the struggle is a spiritual warfare. And there, there's a, a war for your heart, for your soul, for you not to be a follower of Jesus. Satan is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And and here, the, here God's teaching us, when you pray, come and say, Lord, lead us not into temptation. James said, when you are tempted, let no man say, I'm tempted of God. So God's not taking you to temptation. He's teaching you to pray and, and, and to come and win the battle through the victory of God. I can't fight spiritual warfare on my own. I need the, the power of God. So as you're praying, pray and say, Lord, Help me with these areas in my life. I, I'm asking you for these struggles in my life. I have so many struggles. And uh, I need your victory, God. May, maybe it's, a, uh, maybe it's a, 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 an addiction that you're struggling with. Maybe it's just a, an ego that you're struggling with. But it's an area that you know, man, I've got to deal with this between me and God. Well, God, I need your victory in this area. God, I'm asking you, the struggle is not against flesh and blood. And then Jesus takes this, and he moves into verse 5 here, and what he does is he gives us a, an illustration. He gives a parable, and now a parable is a, a heavenly, uh, an earthly story that has a heavenly meaning. So it helps you to understand the principle of God. So he says, which of you, if you have a friend, would go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves? Who, who would say that? Who would go to a friend at midnight and say, lend me three loaves? Now, um, I, I want you to think about that because if I ever came to your door in the middle of the night and asked for a couple of loaves of bread, would you even answer the door? I want you to think about this. So, as I'm, as I'm w- walking this parable, I'm like, okay, what are you talking about here? Um, you, you come to him, you say, a friend, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. There's there's nothing. And, and so in the middle of the night, a friend comes and, and he comes to your house and, and he has nothing to eat. And, and suppose he calls out from his bedroom. So you're knocking on the door. So you you have somebody that has arrived at your house. You go to your other friend because you have no food to entertain these people. They've just gotten off a long trip and you want to feed them. So you come and you, you, you're you knocking at the door and, and, and you're asking for three loaves of friend, uh, bread and suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and my family and I are all in bed and I can't help you. Anybody ever knock at your door in the middle of the night? It's kind of weird, isn't it? You know, we we have uh we've had a few people that have done that, but recently we have this we have this dog. I should say my wife has this dog, and, uh, and and the other night it was like two in the morning, and the dog thought he heard somebody at the door. Dog, I mean this dog's like three pounds, right? Actually, he's thirteen pounds. Okay, but he thinks he's an attack dog, and he's got you know like he doesn't bark often, but when he barks, the whole neighborhood hears it. And so, you know, you wake up and the first thing you're thinking, OK, who's at the door? So you go and you turn on the lights. You're looking out the blinds and I'm looking all around. And I don't see anybody. And the dog is like at the door. Ah, ah. I mean, he's just barking like crazy. Right. The only way that I can shut this dog up is to open the door and he's staring out the door and he realizes that nobody's there. Now, if somebody knocks on your door at 2 in the morning, you don't want to answer the door. There's a, there's an element of fear. In this culture, let me explain what would happen. In this culture, It if you were traveling from one place to the next, remember they didn't have the modes of travel that we have. It would be very customary if I knew that you were in the next town, and as I was making my way through, I would stop by, and and I didn't have a cell phone. There were no cell phones. There was no way to communicate this ahead of time. So I'm going on my journey, and you really wouldn't want to travel late, but every now and then you might get sidetracked. You might have a late journey. So you would make this travel, and you would show up at your friend's house. And you would knock on the door, you'd wake them up and they would come and they would open up, uh, bring you in and you would sit down. They would give you a little bit of food and get you settled in for the night. The next day you get up and you go on your journey. And the the other thing that would happen is in that culture of that day, why would the guy. So if I came, you know, just envision you going to your friend's house, you're knocking on the door and the guy says, don't bother me. My family's is asleep. I, I can't help you. What would happen was this in the culture of the day? They they didn't have like all these bedrooms like we have and the, this fancy homes that we have and people all over the house. Why would it bother, Why would it? Why would it wake up the whole family? Because when he opened the door, he would disturb everybody's sleep. It wasn't just the light sleepers that got disturbed. It would be the, listen. That's where they slept. It was the sleeping room. That's where everybody was at. They were sleeping all there. It was kind of like the family place where they would sleep. And you would open that room. And so he's yelling out the the window and he's saying, don't bother me. We've locked up for the night. I can't help you. And Jesus continues on. Verse 8. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for your friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Wow. He won't do it because your friend, like that's one reason that he should give you the bread. But if you just keep knocking and you keep bothering him, he wants to go back to bed. He's going to give you some bread. So he says, be persistent. And I love it. It's shameless persistence be faithful be relentless come and keep coming and knocking and then he continues this look at this he says so i tell you keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for remember he just taught them how to pray and he says this is how you apply this keep asking and you will receive what you ask for keep on seeking and you will find Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. That's literally how it is in, in the original language. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. And you know, today, we live in a world that's the microwave world, isn't it? Like, Like, if dinner's not done in four minutes, it's not done, right? It's like, man, we're moving on. And and the whole world that we have is like this, we don't wait on anything. And God says, listen, I want you to come back to me every day. I want you to be persistent. And and as far as your journey, some of you on the journey of Christ, you're you're skeptical of Jesus right now. You're skeptical of uh, uh, of who he is. You're not sure. You haven't sold out to him yet. I want to encourage you, if that's you, to keep seeking. To keep knocking because God will show you the answer. But here's what happens when we stop seeking, we stop knocking. God, you're, you're not even coming. How how can He come and, and help you? How you you you're there and if you if you show up again tomorrow, God says, listen, I'm going to keep listening to you. I'm going to open I'm going to open that door. Uh, look what he continues on here. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened. Verse 11, he continues. He says, your fathers, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? That would be rotten, wouldn't it? You know? You're, 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 you know. Or he says this, how about this? If they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. Of course not. Like nobody nobody would do that. And he says here, verse 13, he says, So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? If you seek God, you will find Him. If you keep seeking Him, you will find Him. He said, Holy Spirit, do you see what is the key to your prayer life? Is the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God. And it's not just getting those things that you desire and the problems solved and all that prayer encompasses. There's more to it. It's getting God. And he says, when you seek me, you will find me. So if you, you sinful people, you take care of your your kids, you wouldn't play tricks on them. God's not playing tricks on you. Listen, you you, you you went to your friend, and you knock and you knock and you knock, and he eventually gives you bread. God says, "Listen, because of your shameful, shameless persistence, because of your boldness to go before the Father. And I love that over in Hebrews, it says that we come boldly before the throne of grace. This is what I'm asking you to do, folks. When I'm asking you to pray, I'm not asking you to go through a ritual. I'm asking you to boldly come before the throne of grace and to really talk to God and really bear your burdens and to come back the next day and to come back the next day and the next day and the next day and to learn how to pray because learning how to pray isn't something that you do in a day it takes a lifetime and we come every day we keep going back to god we keep going back to god so there's a few thoughts i want to share with you as i see from this passage here okay very interesting uh, when you pray i want to encourage you when you pray believe god for the answer that is so important When I come to pray, I'm not sitting there saying, well, I don't know if this is going to happen or not. I come before God and say, Lord, this $90,000 for this birthday gift to Jesus, I don't know what your will is, but I know that you are able. And you see, that's the difference. We don't know God's will. I pray for healing in people's lives. Sometimes God heals, sometimes he doesn't. That is when God's will is aligned. But when I go and I pray and I ask God to heal somebody, I believe that God can do it. Amen? And when I'm praying for a financial need that, that we're struggling with, man, uh, I'll tell you what. I don't know if God is going to provide it, but I know that he can. I know that, I don't know if it's His will, but I know that He can. So when I come before the Lord, I pray believing. And here's how I prayed. I said, God, listen, I believe that this is Your will for our church right now. I believe this is Your will for my life. I believe this is Your will for my kids' life. God, as I'm praying this, I know that You can answer this. By the way, the scripture says that you have not because you ask not. God gave us prayer. And, and it's like, if you ask, God responds. When you talk, the creator of heaven and earth is listening. He says, I'm going to see if you're coming back tomorrow. You coming back Wednesday? Come back Thursday? Some of you have been praying for issues that have been years. God says, be Understanding that he is the one who can he is the one who can do this. Believe that God can answer. Come back in faith. James one six says, But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed. A double minded man, that's what a double minded person is. It's up and it's down. Did you ever go out on the ocean? Years ago in Trinidad, I went on a a boat with some of the missionaries down there, and I'll never forget. They took me out, and they were like, we're going to go out in a 28-foot boat. I was like, oh, that's a big boat. Not compared to them waves. And you get out there, and all of a sudden that wave comes up around you, and it goes down. He says, that's what a double-minded person is like. Just, man, it takes forever in that little 28-foot boat to get through them waves to get back to shore. I was thanking God when I got out of that boat. And I'll tell you what. God says, when you come, don't be like this. Be faith in your God. God, you can do this. The question is, is this your will? Let not that man who's double-minded, let not him suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's double-minded and unstable in all of his ways. The next thing is to pray faithfully show up every day. Meet with God. Man, you know, you give your time to so many things. Have you noticed the things you give your time to? If uh, if you're on if you're on these devices, your devices will clock for you how much time you're on each app that day. It's amazing. And at the end of the day, you can sit there and say, "Oh my goodness, did I really spend that much time on social media?" Did I really spend that much time on the internet or whatever, blah blah blah. I, I wanna encourage you, we we're talking about fasting. I wanna encourage you to fast from this. This is the greatest thing to fast from. I was so so glad this week to not be submerged into the media and social media and the news. Man, I was just like, you know what, God, I had to hear from a missionary in Ecuador what was going on. And I just said, Okay, I checked out. I picked my head out. And I said, okay, I'm going back to my prayer closet. I'm going to meet with God. And this is what God's doing. I want to encourage you. Pray faithfully. Be faithful. You give your time to so many things. Give your time to God. It's the most valuable thing. Like, you can do this. You don't need me. You do this tomorrow morning uh, or, or lunchtime or, or an evening. And I want to encourage you to take and, and just set the clock and open up and say, Okay, God, I'm here. And for some of you, it's going to go like this. You're going to take your pen and you're going to write, Dear God, I don't know what I'm doing today. But I know you said that I get to call you Dad. and You just start right there. And you said to worship your name. And you said to confess, so you write that down. God, this is what you said, I'm coming to you. And that's the beginning for you. For others, it's the next step. What's the next step? God wants to take you? I'm telling you, when you meet with God and you just it's you and God and nobody else nobody, nobody else's commentary, nobody else is not watching in one of my sermons, nothing. you are meeting with God. He's going to speak to you. And and I'm going to encourage you, as part of that time, being faithful. understand this. Isaiah 65 says this. I will call to them. I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their their prayers. So if that's the case, I want to encourage you to, to not only be faithful, but to be specific. Pray specifically. Like, come in and say, God... For my child would you do this? God for this job, Lord, I have an interview for a job. Would you please show me the way? Would you open and close the door? Be very specific with God. The, the man in this in this parable was in Luke eleven five, the man comes and he knocks on the door. He says, Friend, lend me three loaves. Which by the way, the friend was not Getting the, the loaves for him. Who was he getting them for? For his friend. That's called intercessory prayer. That's a big fancy name that means you're praying for somebody else. And so he was coming and he was saying, I need, need this. And I want to encourage you, as you're praying for somebody else, be very specific. God transformed this heart. God, I think they're dealing with bitterness. Transform their bitterness. God, I, they need a job. I pray that you will provide that job. God, they are struggling with, um, with significance. I pray that you will let them see their significance in you. And just be very specific with God. And that's what's, what he is going to do. So pray specifically. Pray trusting like a child. You know, a child trusts their father. And when, when daddy says it, they believe it. Where Daddy says this is where we're going to go, they follow. And so I want to encourage you to pray trusting like a child because that's what faith is. Without faith, it is impossible, the Scripture says. It is impossible to please God without faith. And so I want to close our service today um, with, with communion, with the Lord's table. And I want to encourage everyone to take your communion that you received when you came in. They're on the uh, table in the foyer. If, if anybody did not get one, raise your hand. We'll have somebody come and bring some to you here. All right? Does everybody have one? All right. So what I want to encourage you to do is uh, is to take that out right now. And you'll notice on one end there is a piece of bread and the other end is juice. Let's put the piece of bread end up first. I'm going to just ask you to open this up and just peel it back. And as you do, I'm going to ask you today, to just hold on there, I want you to remind, be reminded that when we come to prayer, the only way that we get to talk to God is because of Jesus. Because Jesus came and died on the cross and paid for our sin, that's the only way we get to talk to God. So the Apostle Paul, what he said this, he said, I receive from the Lord What I also have given to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took the bread. And when he had taken the bread, he broke it and he had given thanks and he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. It was at the Passover meal and he took the bread and he ripped it. It was unleavened bread. And that, that's why we, we give you this little piece of bread. It has no yeast in it. Uh, it was part of the Old Testament symbolization. And so what he did, as we look at this, we remind the, the, the yeast is a symbol of, of sin. And, and so when you eat this bread and it has no yeast in it, it's just a symbol. It's just, just a piece of bread without any yeast. It's flat. It's hard. It's crunchy. And Jesus said, My body... This is my body that is broken for you. You know, when he did that, at that last supper, they had no clue what was coming. But Jesus did. He said, when you get together, this is what I want you to do. And so today, we're going to take of this, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask everyone to to take together. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you, and Lord, we are honored to be called your children. We're honored to worship you and to bless your holy name. God, I pray right now for our our folks as they worship you, Lord. We thank you for this, this bread. It was given today to do in remembrance of you. So, Lord, we are thankful more than just for the bread. We're thankful for the body of Christ that was broken. Lord, as we eat this today as a symbol of your body, Lord, we worship you and we honor you. In your name, we pray. Amen. Let's take it together, please. If you open the juice, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-five in the same manner. He also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as, as often as you drink it. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's just pray. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, but you just, holding that juice in your hand, You just think about what that is a symbol of. It's a symbol of the blood of Christ. And just thank God for what He gave when He died on the cross. This new covenant between God and man. The new agreement. The blood of Jesus Christ. Worship Him. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to gather, to worship. And Lord, we are so reminded that because you died on the cross, because you rose again, we can talk to the Father, and we're part of your family. God, we now worship you as we remember the sacrifice on the cross. In your name we pray. Amen. just spend a minute in quietness as we close and thank God for his sacrifice. Worship him. God, we thank you for your way you care for us the way that you have never left us you've never forsaken us god god i pray right now that you would just enjoy the worship of your people lord their hearts have just been tuned into you and as we remember your sacrifices you said in your word For as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And God, this is our message. We proclaim it loud and clear today. Not only here, but to our world. That Jesus is the only answer. God, I pray you'll be with each one of us as we seek to meet with you every day. Allow us to have moments of worship every day of our life. And God, we'll know what it's like to really be living as a child of God when we talk to our dad every day. In your name we pray. Amen. I'd like to ask everyone to take this with you. The cup. There should be some trash receptacles in the foyer. Please dispose of them properly. I want to thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are dismissed. I want to encourage you, if you're not on our verse of the day text, go to 94000 on your phone, send a text with the keyword CR21Days, and we will send you a text every day um, with a scripture every day of the 21 days. God bless you. Have a great day. Fuel imagination
3: tonight The stars shine bright and spell my name The winter cold chill blows away And bonfire fire warms My heart under the night sky i lay here and ponder on all creation you made it all love didn't even see it as a sacrifice how deep how deep how deep